Hello everybody out there in music video land and welcome to another super special edition of This Week in Music Video is brought to you by your super good friends at imvdb.com, the internet music video database. Uh, with, this is a podcast where we talk about music videos, talk about stuff happening around music videos, news, tips and tricks, etc. Um, my name is Adam and uh, with me as usual we have Mr. Doug Klinger from Brooklyn, uh, curator at Vimeo. Doug, how are you? Doing super good, Adam. Yo, sing about love. Love is what you need. Hmm. I guess it is what I need, basically. Um, and then because you're probably... Uh, <laughs> that was a great riff on your lyrics, by the way. You like uh, that? Yeah, I think I did really well there. Um, and then since you were... I think you were sharing headphones with this person, um, we should introduce her next. Uh, we have, back on the podcast, uh, Andrea Allen, uh, hey! director of production, at, also at Vimeo. Yes, it's Vimeo for your videos. <laughs> um, and That's a real thing. <laughs> you really? can upload your videos here. So that's a new feature that you guys have been working on, rolling yeah. out? Excellent. Yeah, it's coming, it's coming in, in uh, 2K8. <laughs> it's coming out. We're super excited about it. It's going to make Vimeo a ton of money. Yeah. Nice. Um, and then also with us, uh, someone who's newspaper famous. Um, from Fringe Music Fix, uh, North of the Wall, Mr. Adam Alexander. How are you, Adam? I'm great. I got my blue crayon, and I'm autographing newspapers. I'm going to sell these things oh, tomorrow. Nice. Don't get a paper cut. <laughs> uh, so, as we mentioned, you 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 had an article done on UN Fringe, and nice pick pick in the paper. That's got to make that's. I feel like if you like list the things of like things that make moms proud. Like having your picture in the newspaper with like a good story, not that you were busted for drugs or anything like that. That's right. gotta make it up high on the list. Am I correct? Right, right. My my mom's first reaction was uh, was was the lady that interviewed me. Was she single? She was trying. To, uh, <laughs> she didn't speak about the article much. She was just and? Like, a possible. And? Uh, I don't. I don't know those questions. Right. Well, like, you dropped the ball. <laughs> <laughs> the first line of the article was Adam Alexander has the smoldering sexiness as he stands yeah, there right. at me across the table. Uh, <laughs> smoldering. Yeah. Uh, now, Adam, were you when you were being interviewed? Did you wear the shirt that you're pictured in? Yeah, absolutely. that was your outfit. That wasn't a submitted photo. They took that photo of you. That was the one. That was Man, the lot. She, was well, then if she, well, then if she doesn't have a crush on you, that's her problem because you were looking tight. It's a sweet shirt. <laughs> sweet shirt, sweet, and it's on a sweet bod. So, <laughs> two for two. This um, is good. This is good. <laughs> yeah. Did you get a haircut for the picture? Uh, it was, uh, it was a kind of a fresh haircut. It wasn't like a that day haircut, but... It's looking really tight. Real high really and tight, but, but I can't believe you didn't get a haircut day up. That's bold. That's no. Confident. You can't. First of all, you can't get a haircut day of. Nobody likes a haircut the day of. You got yeah, to grow. Days. Yeah, you got to let it. No, I'm saying he's got confidence by not cutting his hair. Oh, I confidence I, himself. I, confidence his hair. All right. You said it was pretty fresh, though. It looks great. I'm just surprised that he. Okay, you guys. I'm just gonna let you know the reason Doug's all about this haircut business is because he just got one. Doug <laughs> just got a haircut, and he's all about wanting me to. Right now, he's like poking me. He's like pointing at his hair. <laughs> All right, everybody got a haircut yesterday. Okay. <laughs> Just for this podcast, a fresh cut. Yeah. Because yeah, he had to feel, yeah, right. had to feel listen, confident. Listen, guys, <laughs> it's absolutely right. Doug, where, do you, where do you get your haircut? I get it at Prestige Unisex. 
I don't doubt that for a second. <laughs> what it's called, Prestige Unisex. It's right next to the subway station. And, uh, and, um, and it's looking very twink. They're really nice guys. So I, don't, I don't have like a specific barber I go to. It's just kind of whoever's open. Mm-hmm. And they all do great. So um, now that we've got that out of the way, Doug's right. haircut and Adam's newspaper article, which I encourage you to read. We'll link to it in the, uh, in the show notes because um, – it's a pretty sweet article. It covers Adam. It covers Fringe. Um, they even mention IMDb in there a little bit. They do a little do and little, the podcast and this podcast. That's right, exactly. So if you're listening to the, if you're like, hey, I'm gonna check out this podcast, and then you <laughs> realize the, that we yeah, spe- <laughs> this is a newspaper article. We, Hello and welcome. We spent the first five minutes talking about Adam's shirt. You're like, welcome. <laughs> it's pretty fucked up that they didn't link out to us in the newspaper article, though. That would have been that's great. true. That would have been cool. I did think of that as well. You can't click on I, links in the newspaper, I, though. I know. <laughs> That's why it's there was, there was a digital version of it as well. <laughs> oh, right. There is one That's online. how he read it. Oh, right. I, you mean I didn't get Adam's local newspaper delivered to me? He overnighted <laughs> it to you. Same. Um, Same date. So we are um, recording this the week after the MTV Video Music Awards. A lot of people call I've heard... A lot of people say the MVAs. That's incorrect. That's the it's the Who's Video the, Music Awards. Who'd you hear say that? Just a bunch of weirdos on Twitter. I don't Asshole. know. Uh, yeah. Um, and so we're you know we did some little bit of live tweeting of it. I watched it on Sunday. Doug watched it on Sunday. Andrew, did you watch the the VMAs? No, I was in an airport, unfortunately. Mm. But um, but I did watch some some you know clips and stuff. So. That's I can hang. Enough. I can hang on this podcast. Nice. Okay. Yes. Yeah, I was, if you said no, I was just gonna be. I was just gonna hang up on you. Yeah, it's um, <laughs> over. Fringy, and, Fringy watched it. That's a new nickname I've got for Adam. I call him that's Fringy. A terrible nickname. <laughs> I don't hate it. Uh, <laughs> uh, and Adam, you so you watched the MTV VMAs, right? I did. I tweeted it. That's right. Yeah, you were tweeting at the same time. I did. Yeah. I was. I was tweeting. I. I was tweeting about. Well, I was tweeting some. I was doing some rage tweeting at some point. Yeah. Um, but also tweeting some of the winners and things like that. This is the first time I watched uh, watched it on like a bigger TV. Usually, I'm watching it on my computer. But I, we uh, we grab copped a new TV, put it on there, um, and I watched. I even watched the whole pre-show, which was super painful. But it ended up being important because they announced two awards during that, um, which I don't think they have before. Um, but. The VMAs, as usual, have kind of like dominated or like been a part of the news cycle for the past week. They're usually like a little bit leading up to it, but like mainly the the week after. Um, and I think the the main kind of bits of it have been uh, well, mainly like Kanye West's video Vanguard speech, yeah. uh, which was pretty incredible. Um, but also some other little pieces, such as uh, um, last week on the podcast, you mentioned Josh Forbes was going to the VMAs on a crowdfunded ticket uh, because his video for Shut Up and Dance uh, was nominated for Best Rock Video, which it did not win. It was actually the first award nom- uh, announced in the night during the pre-show. Um, yeah. And yeah. I wonder if he knew. I, I don't think he knew. No, in his article, which is which is one of the articles that I've seen, he wrote an article in the Daily Beast about his experience at the VMAs that was pretty widely circulated. He mentions that he did not, he was like in the award show, like as it was going on, and did not know that his category had already been announced and that he had lost. Yeah, he tweet he tweeted it eventually. That like while he was there, he was doing a lot of live tweeting as well. 
He was, from the, yeah. From the VMAs. So but he, he wrote this uh, amazing article about his experience at the VMAs, like that was, like I said, you know, published on the Daily Beast. Um, that is pretty amazing. It kind of yeah. re- recounts his entire night from, like, you know, going to pick up the tickets to ending up at the London Alley Entertainment um, after party. He goes to the right. Doomsday Party first, then ends up at the London Alley Entertainment. Uh, uh, after party which includes a menu for you know incredibly expensive bottle service as you might you can't expect. sit with us yeah the you can't ex- <laughs> sit with this bottle service which i think is like thirty five thousand. Twenty yeah. twenty five, i think with uh, something close you know whatever give yeah. or take I, I, too much. <laughs> uh so those drink prices are absurd mm-hmm. but in in defense of uh london alley if you like he also talks about how miley and bieber were at this party and if you want to be throwing the party that Miley and Bieber come to you also have the party with $35,000 alcohol was Miley Cyrus there I, I read, read the part where Bieber, Bieber was there I think I th- yeah I think I read that Miley, maybe maybe I'm getting it part of the article mixed up and he talked about Miley at the awards but it would make sense that Miley was there if Bieber was there Bieber obviously has had videos directed by Colin Tilly and Miley uh, the two years ago had was a you know the a large part of the Mike Will made it uh, music video that Hannah Lux Davis directed. Mm-hmm. So you know there's London Alley and Miley connections. I mean this is a uh, it was a actual VMA party. It's not right. just like um, a group of people from a production company getting together. Um, the London Alley party was an actual VMA after party. Uh, and it seemed like he really hated it. <laughs> I wondered at the end of the at the end of the article, um, I read it and I was like, I wonder if he could go back or like next year if let's say he gets nominated if he's going to be like, mm, read over his article again and be like, no, that wasn't as fun as it should have been. Yeah, I think he would. I don't. I think <laughs> not only out. is it is it too expensive, also it's not really that much fun, so I probably yeah. shouldn't go. I think if if Josh Forbes, this is just, this is just a guess. If Josh Forbes um, wanted to, uh, it got nominated next year. I do not believe he would even be interested in going. Um, but I, I could be wrong. Because do you did you, did it make you sad though when he talked about Justin Bieber um, singing his own song, the karaoke style? Mm, it made that, me there sad. was a, there was a tinge of pathos to that. I felt really sad for him. Well, first of all, I feel like that is how those, like, that's how performances go at parties like that. I don't think um, artists are, like, are ever actually, like, giving a real performance at an after party if they're meant to do that. And the, like, yes men cheering for them, I feel like that's not super unusual either. Uh, Not to be the person who, like, defends Justin Bieber on this podcast. Well, I'm saying I feel sorry for him. That's worse. Uh, Yeah, right. (laughs) But it's just, like, um... You know, I don't think it's particularly unusual in that world. I feel like, despite being a music video for for you know sometimes pretty big pop stars, I still think Josh Forbes is pretty separate from that world, and it still is kind of like a bit of a culture shock to see it happening. I I really kind of uh, was interested in kind of like uh, almost proud of the music and video industry in a way when I when I read like because the the headline of the, uh, Josh's article is like very and I know that you know when people submit articles a lot of times the, the headline of the title is written by uh, you know an editor and not them 
but it says it was like something like the douchiest MTV VMA after party. Yeah, right. And it was kind of like the way he described it. It was like this quintessential, like you know, kind of Hollywood, um, you know, music industry party. Um, but it was kind of fun and interesting that it was hosted by a music video production company. Um, yeah, it shows that that they have. And, you know, London Alley, like Colin Tilly was nominated for so many awards this year. And he won um, Best Director. And he won Best Director. I mean, he had a huge night. And, um, you know, so it was it was great that there is... And, you know, he mentioned other production companies. He mentioned Doomsday that he, you know... What, went, does, he, what does he say about the Doomsday party? Uh, I can't remember what he specifically... He kind of, like, floats through it pretty quickly. Um, but he also, like, mentions more media, his production company, and, and saying, like, how, you know, how relatively small more media is in comparison to London Alley. Um, and it's interesting that, you know, like a huge, you know, MTV VMA after party that Justin Bieber shows up uh, to is hosted by a music video production company. It shows yeah. that they're kind of, I don't know if that would have happened five years ago. You know, I, I don't know for sure, but um, I feel like London Alley has really, uh, you know, as a production company has grown so much over you know, the span of time since we even started the site, you know? Yeah, totally. I mean, they've, you know, in the, in the last two years really, um, have, you know, they've, they've found a, like, um, they've like really hit a stride for sure. Um, and it's interesting. I wanted, I wanted to mention that when Josh, um, posted this article to Facebook, uh, he does it with an apology to London Alley. Oh, really? He said, yeah, he's basically just saying, like, apologies in advance to London Alley. I admire your work. Uh, this is just a side of filmmaking and music videos that I find, uh, that I feel incredibly insecure about being a part of. So um, it just, you know, I, I feel like the perspective of a music video director who's, like, solely a director, um, and actually, you know, both London Alley and More Media are... They do different size videos, but they are similarly sized production companies in the number of directors on their roster. Mm -hmm. um, both of them only have a handful of directors. When you compare them to like some of the larger production companies like Doomsday and Partisan, who have you know um, you know dozens of directors, whereas uh, London, both London Alley and More Media only have you know, they both have under ten, I believe. And so in that, you know. I still think, though, despite that, like, Josh, even when working with a big pop star for a music video, is getting a different side of that musician. He's getting the music video, working on a music video side of it. And I feel like with the style of video that London Alley does, they get to see a little bit more of, like, the real side of some of these folks. And, um, and I feel like it's a little bit more natural at London Alley to, like, be at a Bieber style party because really like that's when, when London Alley makes a music video for some of these, for this style of artist, that's what they're doing. They're, they're recreating a party. Um, and you know, we've talked about on this podcast, like how, you know, you, Adam, you mentioned that Demi Lovato video, uh, that Hannah Lux Davis directed. And you mentioned that, you know, it doesn't, the people don't feel real. Um, but I think in this world, that's the people you're getting. You know, that Demi Lovato music video is what this is kind of what Josh Forbes is describing at this party. It's real to me, damn it. It's real to, <laughs> it's, it's real to these folks. It's real to Justin Bieber and it's real to the people who are within arm's reach of him. And we'll never see that. Except 
Maybe, maybe Alexander, Adam Alexander, you might because you're newspaper famous. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Adam, Adam, um, I don't know, never. Uh, <laughs> oh, dog, listen. <laughs> well, if you keep getting those haircuts, you might. That's right. Yeah, it's it's exactly. Leaving his options open, yeah. Um, so let's maybe we can recap a little bit of the uh, some of the winners um, of the MTV VMAs. Uh, Video of the Year went to Bad Blood by Taylor Swift, directed by Joseph Gunn, who actually got up on stage and did something that I've never seen at the VMAs, or at least I can remember in my lifetime. Um, is he got up and like kind of Oscar style, like thanked the crew and cast, um, right? Everybody who worked on the video, which is which was very rare. Um, Best Male Video went to Uptown Funk by Mark Ronson. Cameron Duddy went up on the stage for that, which was fun. Um, Blank Space won uh, Best Female Video. Um, Pop Video also went to Blank Space. Um, Anaconda by Colin Tilly, another win for London Alley, went to, went, uh, for Best Hip Hop Video. Um, I don't even know. Best Collaboration is Bad Blood. I, I don't even really know what that category means well i think you know and when when there's a featured artist on the song mm-hmm, yeah kendrick lamar um best editing went to 7-eleven by beyonce i am glad because 7-eleven had so many nominations five that it really only went away with that um and that one you can kind of make an argument for yeah i i i, I guess so um did they televise best editing they did no. not oh no. i was gonna say what the hell they didn't yeah, no. televise Amazing. any of, any of the any of the technical categories okay, no. okay. <laughs> which is why it's so great that that taylor swift gave joseph khan um some airtime because that was an odd technical category that he spoke for and i think that that is an important distinction i mean there was a time when they televised best director and interestingly enough the last televised best director acceptance speech was joseph khan um, mm. So, despite the fact that it being really great that a director got to speak, it, I would have rather it been someone who hasn't spoken at the awards before. Yeah. Um, but then again, Joseph Kahn could do. I mean, he wasn't like up there, like you know, kind of looking at his shoes and saying thanks for the. Or the yeah, award. or not even invited at all, right? Like right. E- even when Bruno Mars won and brought Cameron Duddy on the stage with him, you know, that's that's important. Yeah. You know, he's on the stage and then he gets pointed at, and it's got a, and you're putting a face. To the person who made the video, and so I think it's I think it's really important just that or just a mention. Um, you know, Andy Hines, who directed the Big Sean video that won for best video with a social message. Um, uh, did you hear my eyes rolling? For one man can change. Video is undeserved. Not to say that the video is undeserved. Just the it, category is weird. It's just like a weird category. Yeah. Anytime your your category is fifteen words long, uh, <laughs> you know you've got an issue. But um, you know, Andy was mentioned in a lot of the articles along with Josh as someone who was priced as a director who was priced out of the VMAs, and his video actually won, and he wasn't able to go. Uh, and so Big Sean gave him a little shout out, which was nice. Thanks, Big Sean. But um, you know that—that's that, more than what you would get in other years. And I honestly think the Josh Forbes thing kicked that off. You yeah. know, I, I don't think if 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 not for the Josh Forbes thing, I don't know if if all of that stuff would have happened. Maybe Khan would have still gotten some FaceTime, but maybe not because I I'm sure Joseph Khan, with all his Twitter activity, was very conscious of this whole. I mean, I would have no idea, to be perfectly honest. Like, I don't really watch the VMAs too much. I mean, it is like something that comes across my computer during the day when I'm at work, and I like I'll look at the stuff and like 
of course, Kanye, like I would be watching that, but I wouldn't have known any of the, I wouldn't know that the music video directors weren't just like automatically invited. Yeah. Like if you're a video and you're, you directed this video and it's nominated, I would just assume that, yeah. it, I, that you're already, you're on the floor with the, with the artist. Like that's, that's just what, what I think. Yeah. yeah. So I'm, I'm kind of glad this whole thing, like it's pretty awesome. Yeah. It's great that Josh kind of was able to stir this shit up a little bit because, and I think it, it, he needed to do the GoFundMe in order to do that because last year, David Wilson, like we mentioned last week, um, sent some tweets out about the same issue. His production company ended up buying his tickets for him, I believe, but it still was, you know, he still tried to make people aware of it. And obviously it didn't get written about in, um, on the Daily Beast. Yeah, the Daily Beast. The Beastly Day. Perez Hilton. Or, is it, uh, isn't the Daily Beast owned by the same guys who... Yeah, they're um, right upstairs from yeah, us, actually. Yeah. Nice. Um, yeah. yeah. I actually uh, was... Wanna, if Josh is li- listening, want to give a shout-out to Josh for us having the same favorite drink, um, whiskey and Diet Coke. He mentioned that several <laughs> times in the article. $14 one. $14 awesome. whiskey and Diet Coke, which is... I have not paid $14 yet for whiskey and Diet Coke. But. Uh, I feel like in South Beach um, or Manhattan... You can easily pay fourteen dollars for a whiskey and diet coke. Nice. Um, depends on the whiskey, I guess. And it depends, oh, it depends on, on your haircut. Yeah. <laughs> um, we also want to give a big shout out to Josh Forbes for doing a director commentary for us on the "Shut Up and Dance" music video, um, which you can check out because it's going to be in the show notes. It's really interesting uh, to hear about that um, video uh, in the middle of all of this. You know attention that the video has been getting i think you know it's important to remember the, the what went behind it you know it's a vma nominated video and speaking so. of the other so the other technical categories i'll just run through there's just a few of them um, best art direction went to so many pros by snoop jog uh the director of art was jason jason fijal it's a good video uh yes i was Surprised by that choice, but I it ma- makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Another one that I was really surprised by, but um, I was really happy about, is um, for best choreography. It was OK Go Airman and uh, Mori Harano for "I Won't Let You Down" by OK Go, um, which I thought was a dark horse candidate for that uh, for that category. But I still won. would have liked it to go to was Chet Faker was nominated. No. Um... Ryan Huffington was nominated for Gold by Jeff yes. Baker. Yeah, yeah, I would have liked. I still would have liked that. But the, I mean, that was a tough okay, category. That okay, was, go. You can you can be happy with. Yeah. Um, Brewer also won Best Visual Effects. Uh, Brewer along with Gloria FX. Um, for, for Where Are You Now by Jack. Where Are You Hugh. Now? Um, Justin Bieber. Gourmet. That was gourmet. <laughs> a gourmet. Bid. That was a gourmet bid. Best Cinematography went to Larkin Sepal. That's right. In a very, very, I mean, I think the, the the toughest categories in my mind were best choreography and best cinematography, because you had um, like Daniel Pearl and Chris uh, Probst and and uh, Mike Simpson in the best cinematography category. And I think Josh Forbes actually mentions in his article like meeting Daniel Pearl, who is <laughs> sort of a legendary cinematographer in the music video world. Um, yeah, but they got it right. Uh, they did get it right, yeah. I really think they did. And that's great to have uh, Never Catch Me, which was nominated for a few awards, pick up one of the VMAs that it was nominated yeah, for. Yeah, totally. Um, so I wonder if they even bother sending awards to the technical categories. Like, they just like, still still send that to Kendrick <laughs> or Flying Lotus. Well, I think it's interesting. You know, Every year at, at, after the VMAs are over and the show's over, we're kind of left, you know, 
holding the bag, wondering, you know, where we find all this shit out. And, and it's, it's been a different answer every year. One year, like, the MTV News Twitter handle was tweeting out the technical categories, like, an hour and a half after. And this one, um, this time, maybe... 10 or 15 minutes after the show ended, they had updated their website with the technical category winners. Oh, so it seems like a data dump. It was a data dump, uh, nothing more that I could tell other than that. So it was uh, um, unceremonious, but at least it happened uh, relatively promptly. So thanks, MTV. <laughs> thanks, MTV. It was, it was better than last year. We had to get it from BuzzFeed. Yeah, but BuzzFeed was getting it from directly from a press conference. Remember last year they had like a, a like an after... Yeah, like a press pool. Like a, yeah, like a press pool that was delayed an hour, like one in the morning. <laughs> and it was weird. Like, they would come out with tweets. It's like, Beyonce has won three more VMAs. We're finding out for what now? Yeah. Like, it was just such a weird fucking MTV, man. He just shit together with his stuff. And, uh, and one of our, our most popular tweets from the night of the VMAs was uh, me <laughs> at, me saying that if, if MTV gave us $20 cash... That they, we would hold our own ceremony, <laughs> right? Uh, and announce the technical category. So MTV, that offer still stands. It's got to be a crisp twenty dollar bill, though. <laughs> yeah, it's got to be wrinkled cash. shit. Um, got to be cash. No fucking Venmo. We don't fuck with that shit. <laughs> oh yeah, no way. Uh, we want that bill. We want. We want to get change for it. We want to break it down and do maybe a ten and a few ones. Um, after we buy ten ones specifically. Exactly. <laughs> Um, um, so, uh, so that was the VMAs and, and there's more, much more to talk about, but I think that it was, you know, last year was kind of a downer year, I think, because it was just, was not a very exciting show. And this year, you know, Kanye West, uh, made it exciting. Um, all the, the more involvement of the directors made it exciting. Um, they, there was the manufactured controversy of Miley Cyrus and Nicki Minaj made it exciting. I think there was, there's a lot more to, to grab onto this year. I can't wait for someone <clears throat> out there to make a video where they just show the reaction shots of um, Kim Kardashian during Kanye's oh, thing. Because that's all I wanted to see the whole time he was talking. I was just relishing the moments when the camera would turn to her <laughs> like and like Taylor right. Swift hanging out. But like I just wanted to see her reactions and her she almost has none reaction which i just love well because it makes me that makes me think that none of what he said up there was planned including the announcement that he is going to run for president in 2020 i do not think when he was handed the microphone that that was what he was going to say <laughs> um, no he definitely was winging some stuff there he was making it up on <laughs> yeah listening to kids i i had to turn that off uh, me too. Yeah. Not me. I Andrea, was I don't, you might share the same, uh, like avoidance of cringe. Yes. Uh, yes. I, I I had to mute it. I couldn't watch it. I just me couldn't. too. Yeah. I have that secondhand embarrassment where I just like, and not that I need to feel embarrassed for Kanye or anything. Mm-hmm. Not that he what he did was embarrassing, but I was just like, I picture myself. Yeah. In that situation, and then I just couldn't handle it. Right. And like and then I say that I loved seeing like Kim's reaction shots because they were great but that was just to get it off of Kanye for a second yeah. too like it, all, it was also just helpful not to see him standing there like just like soaking up the kids man the kids listen to him oh god it's it still actually, it's, makes it's, me cringe it's technically it's bro not man oh there's sorry a, there's a super cut of just, sorry Doug you're right of just the bros <laughs> 
Um, Bro. Uh, the, the, the good thing for Adam, though, is I was we, Adam and I were watching it you know, at the same time and, and chatting about it, but Adam was on like a slight delay for me. So mm-hmm. Adam had muted it, but I was just like, yo, you need to put the sound on. He just, not, he just said he's going to run for president. <laughs> so Adam <laughs> took it off mute and like, knew that was coming. Um, it is, um, I, it, it's very refreshing where, like in a show where everyone is trying so hard to be noticed and to be remembered, but everything like and and everyone kind of, you know, the people who were trying the hardest failed the most. I think Miley kind of blew it, and she tried so hard to be like interesting and unique, and it just came off as her like trying too hard with all the outfits. The argument with Nicki Minaj fell flat and seemed you know staged. Wait, what about Kanye's outfit then? Well, he looks like he's. Like from Mad, he's like a player in Mad Max. He doesn't. He doesn't. But like, so not much. even a real Mad Max guy. Like he was just a stand-in. He doesn't. That's the thing. Kanye can wear his jogging pants and his brown shirt and <laughs> his like three hundred dollars sneakers and go up there and not knowing what he's gonna say and take take twenty minutes to say two things and <laughs> still be the most memorable moment of the night. I know why though, and I think we're all thinking the same thing. It's Probably because he got a haircut, right? That right, night. it's definitely the haircut. No, it's because <laughs> I'm not letting this go. It's because he's it's because he's insane, right? Kanye is like he's an he's an evil genius. He's an insane genius, but he is he's disconnected from reality at this point, and it's partially because of the, you know the world he lives in, where paparazzi is a major part of it, and and nothing he does is private, and and then he marries. Kim Kardashian, and you know, nothing she does is private. Invites that into his in, into his world, and now he's disconnected from reality. And so, all you need to do is give him a microphone, and you have your moment. And nobody else can do it so easily and so naturally, and also like kind of like flub it and fuck it up and not really say anything the whole time. And and still have so much to latch onto, and I don't I don't think Miley and Justin Bieber and any of these other artists are able to do that. And I that for that it's awesome. For that it's awesome. Even the crying Justin Bieber thing. Um, Chris Brown did the same thing at the BET Awards, like right after the Rihanna stuff happened. Like he performed at the BET Awards. All his fans were still supporting him. And after the performance, it was like right after it happened, he broke down and cried afterwards. And you know, Bieber is is a lot of things, and one of those things is a big Chris Brown wannabe. You know, like uh, he wants to be Chris Brown, and he's clearly trying to emulate what Chris Brown is doing. The difference is there's no context for Justin Bieber crying. At the VMAs, uh, Chris Brown was like, it t- it was tied to this like legal and, and public legal trouble that he was going through. Whereas Justin Bieber's just Justin Bieber; he just cried for no reason. So like, everyone tries really hard, uh, except Kanye, who doesn't try at all, and he still gets all the attention. And that's that's kind of awesome to be able to see. So the question is, should Kanye host next year's VMA? No. Oh my God, how long would that be? <laughs> that would be a disaster. Bear uh, home, you wouldn't be able to watch it. You'd have it no. on mute the whole time. All right, I'd just be in the corner just shaking. <laughs> yeah. I um I do think, though, that the biggest disappointment... So, can we talk, should we talk about Miley Cyrus for a little sure. bit? 
Um, and in the context of her new uh, quote unquote video, do it. Yeah, we can oh, lead into that. God. Um, a, what was it called? Do it. There you with, go. Three O's. Um, <laughs> so there was a lot of, I don't want to say hype. I think there was sort of like uh, a a mutual like uh, obligation to have hype for going to the, M, uh, the VMAs because Miley Cyrus was hosting and she's been sort of a, a you know interesting personality in the music video world for a few years with Wrecking and in Ball. the VMA world and in the VMA world right she had that uh, famous performance with uh, Robin Thicke last year um, or maybe it was two years ago I think yeah two years ago but she then she also kind of had had headlines for like letting that homeless guy take her uh, accept her award. Oh, that's right. Yeah, last, last year. Last okay. year. Um, so then she's she's given the hosting award and um, hosting responsibilities. Responsibilities. Yeah, not the award. Um, <laughs> we're not going to give her. A I mean, it's kind award. of an award. The award for hosting uh, goes to. <laughs> um, and she does something that I like. Who LL Cool J has hosted the Grammys for several years now. Yeah. Um, and they they do something at the end of the Grammys that just drives me absolutely up the wall, and that's give him like a performance space at the end of the Grammys, so he can like all of a sudden, you know, uh, morph from host to performer. Whoa! And have, have you ever? <laughs> have, are you Andrew? Are you like marveling at the morphing? I would just yeah, I just like thought about that for a second, how that would go. Like it's kind of like I don't animorphs. Think I've seen it, so yeah, I like it. I like. Uh, it. And he like and he performs, and nobody. I don't even. I can't even name an L Cool J song. So I oh, think come on, Mom is gonna knock you out. Is the only one yeah, I think. Come on, you jerk. Um, <laughs> and who, one that has has been released since 1992. Phenomenon. Uh, uh, yeah, maybe. So that has always been a little bit of a, like a moment where I'm like, all right, now it's time to turn off the Grammys. Um, and Miley Cyrus did the exact same thing for this one. There was a moment at the end where she's like, now it's my time to shine. And she came out and she played this uh, song, Do It, um, with... Um, I'm not hearing the exclamation point. Do when- it. Uh, <laughs> with... You know, with a bunch of uh, there was a, the stage was filled with drag queens, and it felt very a little bit of a like a forced kind of uh, a forced kind of uh, um, everything. Yeah, Basically. forced everything. Yeah, but so here's the here's the real tragedy though. Um, so then this video came out. Did it come out after the VMAs, Doug? Mm-hmm. I think technically it did, right? I felt like it came out during. I, I, I saw some maybe during, but hour after it really? doesn't matter. Yeah. And um, I, I turned it on, and I started watching it, and I got this, like, sinking feeling in the pit of my stomach, and I was like, oh, no. Uh, this video is directed by Wayne Coyne of The Flaming Lips. Um, if it's not directed by him, he's involved in this somehow, and that's very bad news for everybody, mostly Miley Cyrus. Whoa, 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 whoa. Um, okay. Whoa. <laughs> I think... And... And so then I started Googling around and I realized her new album, which is called like Miley Cyrus and her dead pets, I think, mm-hmm. um, is, is produced by Wayne Coyne. Um, and suddenly like everything just clicked into place. Like it all made sense. All of this like trying too hard kind of faux shocking thing that glittered the, um, everything about how this video is shot and how it looks. Um, it is all because she's sort of, you know, been sucked into the Wayne Coin orbit. Yeah. Um, and I think that's that's going to be a huge But shouldn't a she just be problem. doing hamster ball stuff, not this? 
<laughs> yeah. Like, ro- like rolling over people yeah, in a pad I mean, and a big hamster ball with like lasers should... and shit rather than drinking glitter glue or this something. Is, like, yeah. <laughs> this, has been this. Off, this is like, <laughs> very anti what her last album was. You know, if, if yeah. the last album was like machine as you get and you do, you know, everything within a cycle and you know each single has a purpose and each video is heavily produced and has massive budgets and there's a there's a stadium tour associated with it and all you know that was as as machine as as label as you get and this is meant to be the opposite of that uh or at least feels like it's an attempt to be the opposite of that yeah and it's not it wasn't released by her record label and it definitely would be more the opposite but i mean I, I, I don't know. It, in terms of going a direction that's the opposite of like a, a fabricated major label release, uh, I think Wayne Coyne is kind of a cool choice. Uh, and they've been tight for a while now. They've been releasing some Yeah, singles. but he makes garbage music videos. <laughs> he really uh, does. Uh, well, he makes uh, garbage can music videos that, that I don't make know. people so... That make mo- half the artists who work with him upset. Um, he I was mean, the... the he, He's got, but some of the Flaming Lips videos that he's directed have been good. Uh, uh, I would, I digress. I think some have been good. I can't think of an example, but I don't remember ever. This one is, te- if he directed this do it video, it's it's terrible. This is this is terrible. So How, where did you get that credit from, Adam? Did you, are you just guessing, or I, like... I'm I'm guessing because if you wa- so watch, no, it probably is. Watch the the um, oh, the the Amanda Palmer version of the first time I saw your face from 2012, <laughs> um, and tell me that's not directed by the same person. No, I know. Yeah, um, and even if you were you were quick enough to sneak uh, a, a peek at that, although I think George Salisbury directed the um, Erica Badu er- one. Erica Badu version. Um, if you were uh, quick enough to watch that when it came out in 2012, um, but it just it it's you know Wayne Coyne has this 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 very specific aesthetic um, that. And, you know, watching this Do It video, I just saw, you know, Miley Cyrus, like, implanted into this Flaming Lips win coin world. Yeah. Um, which, I, 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 you know, that's fine if she wants to go that way. I just don't think that's necessarily the right move for her at this time. I mean, sure, it certainly didn't, like, you know, make anybody uh, make that her, you know, make her performance or make her, you know, Persona at the VMAs, the top story. I mean, it was really like relegated to the background. She did this whole like Beyonce, I'm gonna, you know, my album is now free online kind of thing, and I I saw you know approximately zero articles about that. Well, Beyonce's album wasn't free; it was just online. Right. Um, Miley's was free, but yeah, the the two things that Miley was remembered for at the VMAs was the argument with Nicki Minaj and people thinking that she's racist because she used the word mammy. Mm. Um, in re- in reference to that Snoop Dogg sketch, and she so, had some dreads too. There was some controversy. Oh right, on that's that. problematic as well. And so, actually, N- Nylon wrote. Uh, speaking to, back to what Adam said, Nylon wrote an article about the uh, the release news of the new Miley album, and they said that it was uh, a bigger bomb than Beyonce's, and they got completely shit on by a million Beyonce fans, <laughs> and that was a huge thing too. That's great. So Miley's doing great. Yeah. <laughs> Drinking glitter glue. Oh my god, this video is horrible. I I couldn't watch it. This feel, you're Adam. I think you're absolutely right. Um, I don't. I because there's no credit publicly associated with this video right now for a director. Um, but I'm I on, couldn't find one at all. Yeah, I'm on board with you. 
Um, yeah, I, I would stop short of actually going and you know like tagging that. The album's database. good. So. Is the album it good? Is. I haven't really checked it out yet. I mean, if you like Flaming Lips and you like Miley's vocals and you like psychedelic acid sounding shit, this is a cool, interesting musical direction for Miley. This video sucks. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean. If, you're, if uh, Adam Alexander's saying your video sucks, your video sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't, there's not very often that this happens, but I actually stopped this one. Whoa. I, I, got, Whoa. I got it. I got the point. I, there was nothing more. I, left. I just went underneath the desk. I cannot have a video played at the end, but I went under the desk. So mm. I do. I did it. Uh, <laughs> so dumb. Let's just say that. And, and, and like the, all the psychedelic stuff to me is the least compelling part of the Flaming Lips, too. The uh, you know where they where they go too far in that direction when they right. kind of rein it back. I mean, I, I there's just nothing about this song I mean, that is is memorable to me. I mean, whereas this, I understand not wanting to like redo something you've already done, and if she released another you know something that that sounded like bangers and uh, you know was repetitive, then that would be one thing. But this is. I think a little bit too far in a direction that not a lot of people are going to follow her and follow her too. Um, this is, is not also, sorry, Adam, this is yeah. also not a standout track on the album either. This is actually a very poor example of what's on the, uh, the, the actual full length. Mm. There's some much stronger tracks. And I think the, I mean, the, the indie scene is sort of somewhat embracing it. They're, they're liking uh, that she's worked with flaming Lips. stereo gum liked it. And, uh, so there is sort of a, a niche group that is into it. Um, she's going to alienate lots of their younger audience, but I think that's what she wants, actually. Do you think she's referencing Shia LaBeouf or LaBeouf or whatever, with his, like, just do it in front of the green screen? <laughs> I honestly Probably. thought it was going to be something in, in conjunction with that, and I think that would have made a better music video. <laughs> I have an idea for a remix. We have Shia doing the, like, do it, you know, and then we just have him over that, that for the video. That is available. That sh that right. shy footage is uh, <laughs> is uh, is just green screen footage that's out there. Right. Yeah. So, um, uh, Adam Alexander, you've been in newspapers. Can you cut that thing? <laughs> I probably can with the with the right set of safety scissors and glue. I'm in. <laughs> yeah, I'm into it. Glitter glue for sure. Yeah, glitter glue, so you can feel like Miley. <laughs> Andrew, I believe it's Labouf. <laughs> and what's no, how do you no, say no, the first name? It's uh, Sha Labouf. <laughs> <laughs> you just said Sha. I'm never gonna get it right. Sha, it's a uh, Sha Labouf. Just do it. <laughs> so the MTV VMAs uh, were fun and interesting, and that's really all we ask. We ask that it's fun, and inter interesting, right? Because. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's music video's biggest night. It's it, it's it's not the, um, probably not the award show that we want to be music video's biggest night. No, but um, it is what it is. So yep. we want it to be interesting. We don't don't want it to fade away from the mainstream. So, although it did have pretty poor ratings, I hear, but I mm -hmm. think that's a result of the fact that it's that pe that people are watching it in other places than television. Yeah, I mean, you can. I don't know if they count the things like I. So there's an MTV app. Um, you have to enter your cable information into it, mm -hmm. but I, I entered cable information into it and um, streamed that via the Apple TV to the TV, and it was 
perfect quality. It was like I was watching it on cable. Um, um yeah, I they, that might get counted. What I did was uh sweet or search on Twitter um stream VMA and click the first <laughs> link I found and then got a couple of viruses and then clicked the second link <laughs> I found. Uh, and then I found uh, after after closing several ads, got a stream of it, which somehow was ahead of yours still, Adam. I was like, I had a minute on you, but um, yeah, it's, I don't it, think they're counting mine. It's mine interesting that uh, you know the VMAs might be in a really interesting category for ratings because you know I know very few people that like pay for cable TV um, right. that are my age and especially younger. I mean, if anybody younger than me, like maybe younger than maybe college age and younger, if they're like, <clears throat> if they have cable, it's probably their parents' cable. Let's be honest. Right. Um, so I think that we we are probably I'm not that worried about diminishing, you know, uh, viewership for the VMAs. Um, no, cable. I think I think most you know most people who are watching it are young, and they are also likely watching it in other places than the traditional means. And even if like yeah, even if it's somebody's watching on their cable, like. The way ratings work is people just say what they watched, right? That's how a lot of them work. And so if, you know, you're not paying for cable, they're not asking you. Um, okay. Versus, the, versus uh, you know, some of the other award shows, which have an older audience. The Oscars have a much older audience than the VMAs. And they're on broadcast as well. Exactly, right. Uh, same with so, the yeah, I, I agree. I think that's like a non – that element is a non-story. So do we want to talk about a few more of the videos that were released this week? Yeah, let's talk about some of the other ones that are related to the Vemas. Um, one of the other ones that was related to the the Vemas. Um, oh, the Justin Bieber, what do you mean? Yeah, that's one. Ooh. And Taylor Swift is also one. Oh yeah, let's talk about Taylor Swift actually because it's it's important. Okay. Wildest dreams. Um, I actually they're, so, they're they're vying for most views of the month though or of the week. Yeah, both of those are neck and neck. Uh, so at the very end of the uh, VMA pre-show party, or like the red carpet thing, um, uh, who's uh, Ozzy Osbourne's daughter? Uh, Mick. Yeah, Mick Osbourne. No, who's it for real? Kelly. Kelly, Kelly Osbourne was hosting um, kind of a portion of it and interviewed Taylor Swift, and she's like, yeah, we got a brand new music video, we're going to premiere it right now, and they played Wildest Dreams by Taylor Swift. Um, which also was directed by Joseph Kahn, who directed Bad Blood, which won Video of the Year. Ever heard of him? Yeah, ever heard of <laughs> J-Con. Uh, we're on a f- I have him in my phone as J-Con. Uh, <laughs> One word? Yes. Uh, it's tough, but I pulled it off. Um, so this video is uh, kind of a love story set in Africa and has generated... So the, the basic plot of it is that Taylor Swift is an actress in sort of the old-timey 1930s you know, or whatever movies. They're filming a, a love story movie in Africa, and uh, you know she falls in love with the actor, but she, they can't be together. Um, and it sort of ends at the premiere of this movie that they're making. And uh, this caught a lot of flack almost immediately, like as it was happening... Um, I saw on Twitter that people were really kind of mystified and, and upset that, you know, uh, this is a video that was shot in Africa and takes place in Africa and yet features zero 
black people, which we know there are some in Africa. <laughs> not, it's not just that. It's all white people. It's right? all it's all across the board, uh, whiteies, as they call them. Um, and, and some lions. And some lions. And, yeah, so maybe a tribute to Cecil the Lion. There are, um, several, there are several more elephants in this video than there are uh, non-white people. Right. And I would have, you know, I would have... I honestly would have watched this and been like, huh, cool video, and then not even thought about that. But people were, um, you know, more perceptive than me, were immediately picking up on this. Uh, I think it was deliberate, though. I I think that this might not have been... I mean, I don't want to, like, defend anybody that I don't really know personally or whatever, but, like, if it's a 1930s film, and, again, that could mean it was deliberate. I don't know. Well, I don't think it... I don't think when they when they went to make this video that they were, they were like, like right, only how, white. How do we come up... <laughs> how do we come up with a music video idea where it's only going to be white people? Right. Like, I don't... I certainly don't think Joseph Kahn is pitching that idea. Because <laughs> um, Joseph Kahn's not a white person. Um, and, uh, and that's the only reason. I just don't think based on what I know for, about him, which is very little... Based uh, other than his Twitter account and the music videos he makes, that I don't think he is, uh, you know, going going to deliberately do something like this. But um, that you know, that's it doesn't make it any less problematic that it's so. Um, Joseph did issue a response to all the criticism on the video, and he said that uh, basically that it was a collective decision, uh, to, to cast it the way that they did it because they felt, uh, it was based on the filming of a movie in the fifties with, uh, centrally, uh, white actors. And he felt it would be inaccurate to load the crew with more black actors as they, the, there would have been claims that the video was rewriting history. Now, I don't know that I really buy that, but that was how he explained it. And then he also mentioned that a lot of the key creators that worked on the video were uh, African-American and uh, of other ethnicities. So that was kind of his response to the whole thing. Um, yeah. Huh. I, so. I mean, seriously, that's what I was wondering. I was like, are they trying to be like historically accurate? accurate? And then I was kind of like, is that giving too much? Like, am I thinking about it too much? But maybe, I don't know. I, all right, so I think that that is an argument. It's an argument that I have trouble believing because this is a music video. <laughs> they weren't they right, making right. a biopic about uh, Private Ryan or, you know, it, um, you know, something that actually happened. Uh, Taylor Swift wasn't around at this time. Yo, uh, you don't think actors ever fell in love that no, on a did, set and then wasn't... couldn't be together in real life, Doug? Yeah, but it this is totally real. It, uh, it Fuck wasn't, you. It wasn't Taylor Swift. Um, <laughs> they weren't singing into each other's faces right before they kiss. You know, she's if you, if you want to be like historically accurate, don't have her sing the song in the video either. Just make something about nineteen fifties lion movies. You know, like <laughs> it's. Uh, I think that's a little bit like yeah, that's an argument. I don't think it was actually something that they were like. Well, you know, we got to be historically accurate here and do this. I think they just made a music video and you know tried to be close to that time but like I, I just I, I don't think that's necessary and it was really that the most consideration they did about that was when they came up with their response I, I'm i not sure if I entirely buy that I, I think there was some thought that, that, that went into this because when you you know watch this video and, and I, I think it's a great video first of all I love this track 
Um, and I think there are some great moments in it. I think this is a return to Joseph Kahn doing what he does very, very well, which is like encapsulate a little story into a music video. Um, and well, the the video is shot beautifully. It really it is. is. It and, is the the, the mm. yeah the cinematography in this video is is uh, is fantastic. And the props are super cool. Yeah, all the old timey movie like stuff is so cool to see. But if you are making a music video for Taylor Swift, mm-hmm. um, and you are saying like, oh, we should be historically accurate here and cast all white people, make a different video. Like that's it's not it's not the good move to do this to make a thing with all white people in 2015 i don't i don't think that's what i don't think that's the move for me so why um, why, if, the other... why knowledgeably why as taylor swift would you knowledgeably invite controversy like this to your video I, th- I don't think they expected this controversy, honestly. No, I don't think so either. Actually, How could the- you not? How could you not well, expect controversy of having an all-white cast when you- in a movie in Africa? If you want to make a movie about <laughs> 1950s white people making movies, don't cast it in fucking Africa. Like, that's tone deaf. Mm. So the the other but part there were like of that, African Queen. There was a bunch of movies. Yeah, made. they yeah. happened, but don't make and a music those. video about it. <laughs> he mentions don't those set it in now, the first part to his reply is a little easier to swallow, and it's just that he mentions that uh, basically the focal point of the video was Taylor and, and Scott, the two central characters, and that he rarely cuts to any crew's faces outside of Taylor and Scott. That I, I find a little bit easier to swallow. And it's true, you don't see really the faces of anyone else. That's not what the video was about. So that one's a little bit... Uh, he should have probably just said that, really. Yeah, there there are really aren't a lot of people in this video, which I think is kind of uh, being overlooked. I think there's maybe like maximum five other people that really get sort of like non background screen time. There's like a producer. There's a, you know a few producers. There's the two makeup people that she has. Um, and but then, Africa is a significant element in this video. It is a significant element, but there's there's really no... I mean, there's just a few a handful of people, and it's, it's very obvious, and it's very, I think... Um, uh, it, it is made clear that the people in this video are not from Africa. They're, like, transplanted into Africa. They're, like, kind of, like, out of their element making mm-hmm. this, this film. So I think it makes sense. Like, they're, they're in the middle of... They're not, like, in a city or whatever. They're in the middle of... Uh, you know the Sahara or whatever I don't know where they are um, but but there's this element of like I think I do buy the historical argument though a little bit though because there is a sort of like colonial element to it like you know we're a bunch of white people going to make a mo- movie in Africa and you know at the time that's just you know how it was maybe they're in South Africa or something like that and um, you know maybe there there wasn't if they're making a f- feature film who knows maybe there wasn't you know uh, you know black people invited to be crew members or whatever maybe this was an all-white crew that was flown over from los angeles i don't think why is taylor swift telling that story for her music video (laughs) uh because i mean there are a lot of like if you're thinking of like exotic locations for yeah, videos, but that's which what is... cultural appropriation is, right? That's what it is. It's when you're like, oh, look at this exotic location. Look at India. Look at this headdress. Look at these things. I'm just going to take it as a white person and use it for personal gain. Like, that is what this is. No, like, no, no. That... This is, there, this is a, a reflection on that, I think. Because if you look at the end of the video where there's, like, this premiere and they have the big posters, 
it is this um you look at the poster for this video where she's kind of like uh you know holding on to this uh this is the co-star and they're you know they're both white they're both in africa that is kind of like the 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 like the african queen like that is kind of these video like the movies or like out made. of africa exactly, or any of yeah. those yeah All of it those. doesn't make it any less problematic that it's historically accurate i am the historical historical accuracy of it doesn't matter because you still shouldn't tread in that space I, I I I think it's really prob- problematic to say there's any space that you can't tread in when it comes to to art. I mean, if they want to make a movie about, if they want to make a music video about this and kind of make a reflection in a very small way, even though it's centered around this sort of love story kind of thing, around the movies that were made of this era where all white people kind of went into you know exotic locations and pre- pretended that they were all white themselves. I think that's that's totally fine. I think they. So I, that's they, what this video then is about. I think it's partially about that. Yeah, this video is about white people appropriating culture. I think it really. I mean, I I don't think they did that intentionally. I think they took it the the elements of that time, and and accidentally kind of ended up with this controversy. I do not think they ever expected that people would be upset about this. Honestly, no, I think that's. Ins- I think that is insane to not expect people would be upset about this. I think that's insane. Okay, then ask that question. Why would she do that then? But I, th- I think that it's tone deaf. I think that it like um, so as, not intentional. But it, it's <laughs> tone deaf. No, it is. It is tone deaf. Thinking that it's that it's going to be maybe the level of a problem, but it's it's not like you have to you have to know that it's not a smart thing to do. Um. And it's not your. I, I really don't think it's necessarily Taylor Swift's place to do it. I don't think you know. I don't. I don't think that it's that it's an appropriate choice for this music video. Um. So <laughs> we're at like an hour and oh, like an hour and. 10 All right. Well, minutes. we need to talk about Justin Bieber. Yeah, let's talk about Justin Bieber, and then we'll, we'll cut it out. Because that's because that could be the. You know, most popular video of the week. So I really want to talk to you, Doug, about this this and everybody. But Doug and I, yeah, uh, have a connection here. Do you remember the movie The Game? Yes, (laughs) of course I do. And and with Michael Douglas, does too because Andrea and I were talking about the game earlier today when she watched this video. Yes, Andrea, you Andrea, tell me about you've seen the game, right? Yeah, of course. Um, and did you get a, a, a game vibe from this? Absolutely. Well, when yeah. they when they're he's like, trust me. I mean that the trust me part doesn't happen <laughs> in the game, but him like coming to his wits end and he's had enough and he jumps through the, the yeah. glass window and then um, and it's a party and it's a party um, and then also not to not to just take things away from the game. The party in this reminded me of the first Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Like, the Foot Clan had their, like... Oh, totally. And they're, like, skating around on skateboards, and, like, smoking yeah. cigars and playing cards and stuff. It's, oh, yeah. That's what I was like. This They married the game with the Foot Clan Teenage Hideout. And this is awesome. <laughs> um, it, regular or menthol? <laughs> exactly. Uh, Sam Rockwell, right? That's isn't that a line in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles yeah, where yeah. guys like isn't it the Sam Rockwell? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Awesome. Yeah, Sam Rockwell. Um, so yes, this is very much like the game, and the connection. We're getting into the connection before we dig into this video. The connection is uh, in the summer before eighth grade, 
Adam Fairholm and I went to acting camps, acting and singing camps in South Florida, <laughs> and you were supposed to bring in a script that you were going to recreate. And some kids wrote their script. We were the two only boys in our age group, so we had to be in everyone's video. And, it got to be. It didn't have to be. Like, got everyone to be. else's was like about like missing remotes and like just <laughs> dumb, stupid stories. And Adam and I brought in the script to the movie The Game <laughs> and recreated, recreated the newscast scene where, like, uh, Michael Douglas, like, gets home and suddenly his he, – he finds the clown mm -hmm. and, and then suddenly his television starts talking to him. Like, the newscaster on his television starts talking to him. And uh, Adam, Adam and I made this clown out of, like, a head and wire hangers – it was mainly Adam. I stood and watched. And, um, <laughs> and then recreated the scene. I wore my dad's jacket, and I was the newscaster. And they never cut it into the tape for us. They cut in all the, everybody else's stupid videos, and our, the game never Does this exist? Cut Can we still see it? Is it on Vimeo? No, yeah, no, we didn't. Uh, I, may, I may still have when Adam and I did Little Shop of Horrors. Nope, nope, not happening. Um, <laughs> oh, so... man, have to. <laughs> That's our connection to the game. So, yes, I immediately thought of that when I watched this video. So, uh, so the plot of this video, John. First of all, John Leguizamo is in this video, which is fun. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> yeah. So, so you know, while the game is, I think, an overlooked classic movie, mm -hmm. um, I I am struggling to figure out what the game portion of this is. So Justin Bieber, there's like a hotel with uh, there's a sexy lady in the hotel, um, and Justin Bieber pays John Leguizamo outside um, a wad of cash. He could have put it in an envelope, but he decided to take the wad of cash out in the rain. And it's getting mm -hmm. all wet. Mm -hmm. um, and then so Justin Bieber goes into this hotel room. Well, that's how John Leguizamo likes his money. Yeah, right. Real wet. Just like a wad. <laughs> he doesn't want a crisp 20. He wants yeah. a big wad of wet money. Yeah. Nice. He wants to like pull it apart and be like, oh, this is two. <laughs> <laughs> so um, Justin Bieber goes into the hotel room and is starting, you know, hanging out with his girl. He's starting to get a little freaky with her. Did anybody notice what kind of underwear he may have been wearing? Mm -hmm. Ooh, oh, definitely. I don't know. There was only, like a, <laughs> there was only a 30 second tracking right. shot. Of it. <laughs> they only zoomed in on it and rack focus to the logo. Um, I went out and bought three pairs. Yeah, nice. <laughs> Did you wear them in your picture in your newspaper? Oh, yeah. I'm wearing two in that picture. Smurf <laughs> some bulge. Um, like a little extra bulge. So yeah, the. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> So Justin Bieber, I'm trying to get to the plot of this, you guys. Cause it's <laughs> yeah, come on. Um, so Justin Bieber is like hanging out with his girl, and then these people with like masks bust into the room and kidnap them, um, and then they are tied together, and they use what I would consider one of the most dangerous ways to cut the rope between you if you are tied together, and that is lighting a light lighter and then lighting the rope on fire. Indiana um, Jones, yeah, yeah India, oh, Last Crusade. Does he do that in Last Crusade? Last yeah, Crusade, he yeah. He and his dad totally. do next oh, to the fireplace. Man, I totally forgot about that. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then basically they jump out of a window and fall in onto the – which is another callback to the game because remember yeah. he jumps through the the, the ceiling and then falls on that big um, – uh, Is that big – yeah, like that padding. mat thing. Yeah, like yeah. the, the blow-up mat and that the, they fall in the exact same thing in this video. It's And then it's a party in the game. Like It's, the, it, party, it's yeah. meant to be like a surprise party. Like, you were just about to murder yourself. Mm -hmm. 
And uh, instead, it's just like yourself. I mean, that's what it is, right? Yep. That's exactly there's a, there's a lot of potholes in the game, though. Like, it's a cool movie, but like, oh, the, take it easy, buddy. There's no, there's no way he that he like that they could have known that he wouldn't accidentally fuck hey, up and kill himself. I'm um, shut up. Yeah, shut <laughs> up. We love the game so much. Capable of. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure if I watch the game now, because I haven't seen it in like five or six years, but I'm sure if I watch it now, I'd be like, eh, all right, well, because there are like a lot of things that need to happen exactly in the sequence that they they happen. Uh, I think it would be. I think it holds up, and that's yeah. not based on any fact. Um, but it, it, it is funny that the game in this video lasts, like, basically consists of them getting kidnapped. I mean, the, in the movie, the game is like played out. Oh, it's like a very complicated thing played out over a long time. But, what was uh, the little token thing that Bieber yeah, did? What like, is the token? Oh, I missed that. Like, I saw him. He's like, "Do you have what I want?" And then he like gives him some little thing. And then I was like, "Oh." Who did he get that for? Like, what's that from? And why is he paying him money and then also giving him this little, like, thing? Maybe I, I mean, I may have just spaced. No. no we, we all spaced, I think. I had, <laughs> had no idea either. It was a lot. It was some, I was a kinder surprise. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. There is, there is, because there's no token in the game, is there, Doug? I can't, I don't think so. No, I just remember the clown. Yeah, he took a key out of the clown's mouth. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that's such a great movie. I'm going to watch that this week. So good. Um, yeah, I, I, that, that part it makes absolutely no sense to me because no. but no. It, it, it is only it's a callback to his line at the beginning of the video where he says, I want what's mine. But he already gave him the money. What do you need your stupid medallion for? Yeah, with a little thing. And then who did he get oh, it from? No, that's did what he get it, it? You know what it is? He gives it back to him at the party as like entry. John Linguizamo shows up and he's like, yo, you got the thing, and he just gives it right back to him. Oh, and but he entered the party on like yeah, diving and through the window. Like, yo, you got it, and then he just gives it back. Now we can all skate again. This is my favorite it part gives, of the video. Gives what back though? I don't understand what what, what it's back. Like it's like a lighter. It's a lighter, it's a bick. Oh, so it's a lighter. Oh, it's a lighter, you guys. God it's dang not a medallion it. or a token. It's a big lighter. <laughs> so, <laughs> a lighter to escape, and then he gives it back to them. I know that the video is tough to follow because Justin Bieber's hair is really distracting. Mm, in this it really is. It's a nice move. Um, I, another move I that <laughs> comes at about three, um, three forty-three. Justin Bieber singing, and he does the double gun hands. And it's like a shot that's like chest up, like just like nipple up shot, but he still gets the hands in the shot. And I can just in- imagine what the director said to him when that happened. It was like this close up shot, and he's like, you know, do something with your hands in the frame too. And what Justin Bieber went with is the double guns hand, and that tells me a lot about Bieber. Well, no, he, not only did he do double guns, but I'm sure he went out of frame first. So then, oh, so then it's like, wait, could up. you do that again, but keep it closer to your face? Because you're going out of, out of yeah, frame with your guns. Yeah, locks them in. Yeah. Yeah, it's such a good move. I mean, that was a really good move, Justin. Can you just do that again a little closer to your face? So unnatural. <laughs> I mean, it's so unnatural. Uh, it's a great moment, though. Uh, Excellent. <laughs> and so this video was directed by Brad Furman. We, we're always like champions of the director, director and yet we, we failed to mention that this is directed by Brad. For we don't have any other credits for Brad. We don't, yeah. We need to find out more about Brad. Let's get into him. Um, but this the production company was Happy Place. Right. I mean, I do recognize the uh, executive producer, Tara Vici. Or, right. Or Zavi, sorry. 
Um, so I think we did it, you guys. We talked about uh, I mean, we two talked, music videos. We talked about two music videos and the MTV VMAs. <laughs> I think we this is this was good. We covered a lot of ground. We we I mean, Doug and I fought a little bit, but it's okay. <laughs> you guys made up, right? Uh, yeah, Bieber brought us all back together. Yeah, Bieber in the game. Yeah. <laughs> the game and the clown brought us back together. Uh, that's such a great movie. I am seriously going to watch that again this weekend because, yeah. So the, the part that Doug is not mentioning about that video is that um, in the uh, in the game, the newscaster has this, like, as newscasts often do, he there's, like, a light-up, like, version of the, the, the world map behind him. Mm-hmm. And I recreated that for our thing, like, like it had lights and everything. Whoa! Oh, awesome! Yeah. Holy shit! I forgot you did that. Yeah, I just and they never, they never, they never, they didn't, they fucked us out of that. Why do you think yeah. they did that? Because, because we, I think we said some harsh words about the person who was running the camp's idea for a sitcom, Mom's an Angel. Oh my god! Um, Mom's an angel. <laughs> the, 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 you, the, you auditioned for that. I, 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 the the part of the story we're leaving out of this camp uh, consisted on, or, or this camp took place on the set of a sitcom that was built in like a strip mall for a show that this guy was trying was, to was trying to pitch called Mom's an Angel, where the mom had died and it was like now an angel. <laughs> and I was oh, like, Mom's an angel. <laughs> Um, oh, sometimes that happens. Yeah, sometimes you get all these pictures of himself with like Wayne Newton and like yeah, all that yeah. place. Sexy. Man, I still remember those people. Man, that was a bunch, that was some weird days. Um, <laughs> anyway, if you want to listen to the after show where we talk an hour about uh, all the crazy shit happening at this camp, just go to <laughs> www.imvd.com/slash Doug and Adams Eighth Grade Camp, um, <laughs> and we'll have all the information yeah, for summer you. Summer before eighth grade. Yes. Um, Andrea, thank you for joining us again. Thank you so much for having me on. It's, it's a pleasure. And um, thank you for uh, uh, what was I going to say? For knowing what the game is, it's very important. Of um, <laughs> Have to. Yeah, <laughs> I think we're all on the same page here. Adam, you've seen the game, right? Yeah, I've seen the game. Hmm, yeah. Adam doesn't sound like you're a fan, yeah. though. Yeah. No, it doesn't. I, I, you know, I mean, I was, and then I just I thought I that one bo- it bothered me because I loved it, and then I watched it again, and I started thinking too much. Yeah, well, I don't think Adam stop thinking. <laughs> yeah. So everybody out there, stop thinking. Turn your brain off. Go watch the game. Enjoy it, and we'll see you next week. Do it. Do it. Do it. <laughs>